Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Callaway Golf can't stop pushing the limits, which is how they've managed to be the number one irons in golf for five consecutive years. That's why they used AI to create the new Maverick irons. AI has engineered a flash face cap in every Maverick iron for better distances in your entire set. Each club's center of gravity is positioned to optimize launch and help players find new distances. Get new distance at CallawayGolf.ca. Callaway, the number one irons in golf. Scientists think a habit takes about 21 days to form. There's a good chance, as the economy reopens now, that you may have formed some new habits during the pandemic. Maybe you're doing more of your shopping online or spending less time in brick and mortar shops, or maybe you're saving more of your income, or maybe you're spending more money on your credit card. I'm Gabe Friedman, and you're listening to Down to Business. This week, I spoke to Ernie Johansson, Group Head of Personal and Business Banking in North America for BMO Financial Group. As part of our series on reopening Canada, Johansson talked to me about the challenges for a bank when a financial crisis hits at the same time, or really as a result of, a health pandemic. Consumer spending is coming back, she said, slowly, not all the way yet. And there are still looming challenges, but also opportunities. But already, Johansson told me her bank has indications that consumer behaviors are changing as a result of the pandemic. Ernie, thank you so much for joining me on Down to Business. How are you? I'm good, Gabe. I wanted to ask you, everyone had a different experience with the pandemic. And now, particularly, I'm just thinking about in terms of how their work may have changed. What was your experience like when the pandemic hit in terms of how your work changed? Well, it, uh, it's a great question and one that I think when we look back on this time uh, a few years from now, we'll all have uh, either fond memories or have just eliminated the thought from our mind completely. You know, from my perspective, it was unprecedented. And you probably heard that word too many times over the past uh, few months. Yeah. This was a medical uh, issue, a pandemic. At the same time, we had a financial crisis. And so you combine those two things. And we've never, ever prepared for that, as you can imagine. We, we, but what we ended up doing is becoming very agile, very focused on our customers. We ended up moving the vast majority of our employees who could work from home, working from home. That was completely new technology. We had to stand up. And at the same time, we had to care for the, the health and safety of our customers and our employees in our branch network. And so we ended up pulling off what I would call small and large miracles um, with technology, with people taking on new roles, standing up government relief programs, our own defer payment deferral programs, um, digital capabilities. You know, if I step back, we probably did things that would have taken us a couple of years to do in a matter of weeks. Yeah. 
What what were some of the changes you had to make because branches could no longer open, offices may have closed? Yeah, some of the biggest one was responding to all of our customers' needs around deferral programs and standing up those capabilities, setting up new digital capabilities so customers could sign up online, um, making our call center people. Think about thousands of people um, sat in call centers um, days before, uh, you know, the middle of March and, and shifting them quickly into their homes and standing up their technology to be able to answer calls, call customers, and doing that also in our in our branches, all new capabilities. So between digital, as in customers be able to do some things themselves, to us being able to handle increased volumes of customer conversations that needed to be had, and at the same time, building pro- products and programs, uh, you know, setting up the government programs, working hand-in-hand to, to set up SEBA, to set up the CERB um, capabilities. Those were really critical because they were needed in the moment and were very, very important. And so that flexibility and that agility and that clear focus on our customers was key uh, through all of this. Really important to note that I, I kind of step back and look at that. Uh, those moments, and I refer to them almost like Apollo 13 moments, if you remember the movie <laughs> and how yeah. that worked. But, but while we weren't physically all in the room, many of us on phone calls, working day and night, knowing this is all we had to use to be able to address a need that a customer had, that's what we had, and we worked with it. And so, you know, there may have been some duct tape um, and band-aids pulled together to make it all happen, but now it's standing up because we've reinforced it, and it's very resilient. And so we're quite pleased. Right. That's so crazy to think about that. The biggest financial crisis, economic crisis in, I don't know, a decade or more coincided with this health pandemic where you couldn't come into the office. How long were the branches actually closed for? Well, we never closed 100% of our branches, but we did close uh, a bulk of them in Canada, about 30% of them. And so they are now starting to open up. And so as the past few weeks, we've been slowly opening up, reduced hours, we have been also very focused on the safety. So you can imagine now your experience coming into one of our branches is very different. Our team, when they, you encounter one of our teammates, they will look different to you. They will you know, have a safety mask. They will have a lot of uh, cleaning, extra cleaning happening in the branch network. There will be all those precautions, social distancing. You'll see uh, markers on our floors. You'll see plastic barriers between our colleagues and our customers to protect both. Question, you you mentioned, though, that the banks are about 30 percent of branches closed in Canada, but they're starting to reopen. Is customer traffic coming back to the branches? But what we are seeing is as we open up, customers are slowly returning. But remember, um, many of us believe habits with the science anyways, tells us that a habit is formed in 21 days, right? So many of our customers are, are using bill pay uh, that they never did before in our mobile app and enjoying it, uh, liking it, checking and moving their money between accounts. They're doing far more on, on their on online, on their mobile device, and that's terrific too. Um, but sometimes there's a need for a conversation, particularly if there's something that they're looking at, either investments, a mortgage, that they may want some more guidance and advice. So between our phone centers, our call centers, and our branch networks being available, our our mobile sales forces, our mortgage specialists, our financial planners, we're all here trying to uniformly, if I can use that terminology, address our customers' needs in the channels that they prefer to deal with and are comfortable right now. And so 
we're going to watch how consumers um, uh, adapt, but I will definitely say there, there's probably more interest now than there ever has been in our digital capabilities because as people experienced it, they realized how great they are, um, how simple they are to use, and um, and cer- certainly uh, avoids them having to make a trip to the to the branch. But when they do make that trip into the branch, they can expect the same great service they came to expect before COVID-19. There's been talk that people are going to be saving more and that the household debt and savings rate would change. Have you noticed any alterations in terms of credit card or, or other types of spending and debt? Um, and spending, you know, as we think about it, we saw credit card spending at the, you know, the peak of the pandemic time frame, let's call it about mid-March or so through to April. You know, card spend was down about 40%. And now with the economy in, in opens up, we're starting to see spending uh, increase. And so over the past couple of weeks, we're seeing about a 5 to 10% decline in, in, in credit card spend. And it's interesting because you watch the, the behavior as the economy opens up. You started off in April, you saw everybody really spending in, in groceries and pharmaceutical products. And as soon as we saw home and gardening centers open up, we started to see massive increase, like 30 to 40 percent, even over prior years as everybody started to, to move into that space. And now we're starting to see, you know, a little bit of pickup happening in, in dining and restaurants as we're seeing uh, more opening up and social distancing being allowed in those establishments. So really seeing that trend. We're seeing, you know, the latest numbers on unemployment, giving us some confidence that we're seeing, um, you know, businesses open up consumers getting back into being employed. And so we're watching all of those things very carefully. So uh, good early signs that are demonstrating there is a recovery. And we're going to talk, you know, this recovery will look very different depending on what sector you are as a business and and how your economy that you're operating in uh, opens up and and the staging that goes forward. I just wanted to clarify something that you just told me. You, You said that as all these sectors are coming back, we're seeing more, you know, spending consumer spending levels rise closer to, I guess, previous years or previous periods before the pandemic. But did you also say that spending is is declining a little? Um, when this pandemic started, we saw that that real shift. That's when we started to see savings happen, um, savings as a result of not spending as much. And now as we're seeing um, sectors open up, we're starting to see spending increase, particularly on uh, credit cards what we would and debit card monitoring. And so those spend levels on our credit card, for example, are now starting to be down about you know, about 5 to 10% versus last year at the same time period. So you're starting to see consumers resume spending. And you think about it, there's some categories of spending that are, are really you know, rock bottom, like travel, for example, air travel. They're, there's nowhere near what they were historically. But we're seeing this improved uh, performance of spend levels um, as, as the economy opens up. That makes sense. Yeah. Have you noticed any particular trends in terms of whether people are going cashless more or using any other different types of digital? Is there any particular change that's jumped out at you in terms of banking behavior? Oh, for sure. Uh, digital would be a great example of that. Um, or, and uh, in terms of uh, purchasing or transacting uh, via our digital channels, that is clearly up. Um, what we're also seeing is payments. So debt, debit card and credit card usage is also significantly up. And, um, and you know, if you just think about consumer spending on cards, debit cards, or, or credit cards, we're seeing about a third of Canadians buying items that they would have normally bought in a br- bricks and mortar are now buying them through the digital channel. 
so on, online. And so you're starting to see this adoption, if I can use that terminology, of more digital capabilities. In fact, we were thrilled to be able to launch, you know, our debit in, in-app payments with Google Pay and Apple Pay so that our customers could use their credit card or their debit card to be able to make online purchases, really, really key to enable them to, to purchase online. Are there any other trends that you've noticed in terms of how businesses are starting or adapting to this? You know, as we are looking at this, the concern that we have is is from both the consumer side and the small business side is this is job loss. We've got to be very focused on ensuring small businesses are stood up effectively over the next little while. Uh, women um, are going to be adversely affected um, because of the service sector is dominated by, say, by women yeah. or lower income populations and and so it's really key for us to do the right things in this space. And one of them that, you know, we've done is just recently, you know, pledged uh, our, our new capability for business entrepreneurs that are female, opening up their businesses, a grant program to be able to offer uh, them a, a $10,000 grant as they kick off and, and start up. So very focused at capability around sectors that need uh, special care. But that said, Dave, one of the things that's fascinating to me is, is ingenuity that we're seeing. And so, you know, I see small businesses adapting now, their digital acceleration, those that are moving very quickly into online mobile servicing, the ones that are really focusing on, you know, how do, how do they evolve within their own sector? So, you know, restaurants, we've been talking a lot about them because they're so near and dear to our hearts as a small business segment. So they're, they're thinking about digital sign-ins, uh, you know, how do I scan up? a QSR code to be able to get a menu instead of having to touch the menu. We're seeing delivery and service setups that are that have been terrific. How do I buy on pick buy online, go pick it up or get it delivered? And then lastly, I think we're seeing municipalities help. Many restaurants are seeing patios being opened up or expanded with permits faster than they've ever had. Uh, you know, gone through that process before and, and, and watching how we do social distancing on sidewalks and enabling a better traffic flow. Lots of lots of innovation within the space. And I think there's a growing sentiment um, among all of us as Canadians that says, you know, we should be supporting our local small businesses and doing more of our shopping or purchases and, and, and providing more of our dollars to them because they in turn create employment that'll keep our economy going um, as we go as we go forward. Ernie, I thank you so much for joining me. Any anytime. It's been great chatting with you, Gabe. It's a great program. That was Ernie Johansson, head of personal and business banking in North America at BMO. Thank you for listening to Down to Business and a big thank you to our team. Music and production by Bryce Hall. Editing by Yadula Hussein and web production by Pamela Heaven. If you liked this episode, you could share it with a friend and rate us on your podcast app. I'm Gabe Friedman and until next week, you can get all your business news at financialpost.com.